Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. It's a golf show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. And Ollie Dean. I really am rugged with him. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at seven. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up. I'm going to beat me in the caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back up? Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Yeah. Moving my head. Yeah. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. When you're not shooting me. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing fell. My unfolding lawn chair. Set right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me from those double bogey blues. So, happy Sunday morning to you. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. We are live at Fairway Social. Ollie Dean, Brian Katrick, Derek Thomas doesn't get to go any of the cool places, so he is not here. He's missing a very cool place. Yes, he is definitely missing a very cool place. He's back at the battery, though. He's in a he's in a cool place. How long did we stay here after the show last week? About an hour on the putting green in the back? Somewhere in there, at least that, I would think. So much fun. Yeah, uh, and I, I've got, unfortunately, it's getaway day for me today, so I can't do that today. Um, but in, uh, in subsequent weeks, what we need to do, and I was thinking about this, I actually th- thought about this when uh, when Brian Harper and the gang and Neil Freeman came over the first time. Didn't know that you were going to be a part of this, but we uh, we should raid the pride prize closet, which they have always invited us to do. But I was like, well, I don't need I don't need to be in the prize closet. We, we need to bring things over here, and then just stand back there on the putting course and challenge people. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, I love that idea. The thing is, though, unlike most radio promotions, where We'll just sit here with hats and shirts to give away. I think in order to get in the game, you're going to have to bring something from your prize closet. I li- or cash. Either or one. I don't want to leave here empty-handed. Either one. Cash is good. You beat us. We'll give you a 680 The Fan shirt. We win. Ten bucks. That's, I mean, it's got to be. <laughs> it's just fair, right? I think it is fair. So we'll uh, we'll work that. We'll work that through the promotions department. And we'll let uh, some of the higher-ups discuss the ramifications of that. I'm not sure how long that conversation would be. <laughs> yes, I'm not sure, but we do, we will at the very least have some prizes to give away. Well, we certainly need to invite fans out and have some sort of contest. Yes, um, anyone that's a golf fan needs to come experience this, and uh, it'd be a joy to to be a part of doing that with them. And you need to come check it out. I mean, just check it out today. They're open right now; just open nine a.m. 
uh, I think. Is that per- right? Yeah. That's 9 a.m. Right. Yes, 9 a.m. <laughs> and uh, and they're open, and it's a it's a great day to get out here. You check it all out. They get inside, outside, the whole nine yards. The simulator's inside. You can simulate just about any sport. The putting course is outside. I didn't even look at the forecast. Again, it's a getaway day for me. So, um, Well, a ton of TVs to watch a lot of great golf on Sunday to close out some uh, oh, yeah. competitive tournaments. Uh, unfortunately, one tournament became much more competitive than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, had a pretty fun show lined up of golf news from what was a, a fun week of golf news. Uh, and then it just got all wadded up and tossed away into the trash heap. Late last night, John Rahm was walking off of the golf course with a six-shot lead at the Memorial. And uh, no one in PGA Tour history has ever lost a seven-shot lead. So he's one off the magic number, and that's with 18 holes to play. And you say, well, uh, Jean Vandeveld or... uh, or Paul Laurie was seven down. Yeah, but it wasn't a seven-shot lead. He was just seven shots back. Guys have come from seven shots back, but no leader has lost a seven-shot lead. So John Rahm is one off the magic number. He's basically got this thing sewn up. Yeah, the way he was playing. But I think even Colin Morikawa said it's pretty competitive in the B flight. Yes. Colin Morikawa and Patrick Cantlay were the guys six back at 12 under. And by the way, the B flight's three clear of everybody else. Uh, Brandon Grace and Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler and Grace are three clear of Max Homa. Who's one clear of Patrick Reed. So we're, uh, we were, there was some spreading out at the top of this field, but one guy was way in front. And then one of the oddest scenes you'll ever see watching professional golf. Uh, first of all, it's Sunday or it's Saturday of the Memorial, so Jack Nicholas is going to sit in with, with Jim Nance and Nick Faldo. I know you as a longtime Jack Nicholas fan look forward to that. Tune in every year to watch. Must see TV. Absolutely. Gotta see it. So so there's Jack on the broadcast and Rom is running away and Rom won his uh, Jack's golf tournament last year. The golf course was different. Jack has changed all 18 holes in what he said was going to be his last bite of the apple and then admitted that he's probably going to make some more changes tomorrow. Like, as soon as this golf tournament is over with. Well, it's what he did last year. Literally, they had the shots of the greens being torn up as Rom was walking off 18 yes. to get his They were happening up. while they made the turn. There's yeah. actually some conjecture about that on Twitter. The superintendent, who is, is a wonderful guy, I don't know what happened. We're, we're getting farther and farther from the point. But I don't know what happened, but Craig Perks reported, as an on-course reporter, that he saw a bulldozer over on number three tearing up the green and the superintendent comes back and says no that's not happening and perks sent a picture of it when was that picture taken 20 years ago when they were building something else that picture's from today so it was just a weird thing to deny it is a weird thing to deny and then cbs the blimp caught it (laughs) and so then the explanation somewhere later on down the line was well we thought because the weather was bad we thought the blimp had left you serious clark that was their explanation. So we thought we could get away with sending the bulldozers out there, even though we were saying we weren't tearing it up until Monday. We thought we could get away with it because the blimp went away, as if that's the only camera CBS had brought with them. All right, well, let's get back to 18. <laughs> we only have an hour show. So what happened yesterday Not on sure 18? why they were lying to us last year, <laughs> but I have an idea. <laughs> Which I will not let you say. Okay. But go ahead. Let's get back to 18 today. So yesterday, 
it's it's clearly must see TV to watch Jack talk about his golf course uh, during the re- weather delays earlier this week. They were cutting back to last year's coverage, and it was really cool having him in there because they were just they knew they were going to change every hole, and they just say, "Jack, what are you thinking?" As you're watching guys blow the ball over the bunker there on the left, he's like, "Yeah, we're going to move that bunker on the left." It was really cool. So. So he's in there. This is this is Saturday at Muirfield Village, and he's probably going to be in there some today. And they're signing off. So now Jim Nance, you know, Nick Faldo's finished talking for the day. You're inside 60 seconds to off air. John Rahm has tapped in. He's walking up the hill. It's over with. He's got a music six-shot is playing. Lead. Music is playing. Their sign-off music is playing. The producer is counting backwards in Jim Nance's head. Jim Nance even says goodbye to Jack, and Jack says, yeah, thanks, Jim. So couldn't resist. No, John. Yeah. Come on, DK. <laughs> it's great to be couldn't, with you. Couldn't resist. <laughs> Could not resist. I love He's it. taking shot. That's Derek Thomas, by the way. Uh, so. So he said goodbye to Jack Nicholas, and I I fully believe you. You pointed out where I could watch the clip. I wasn't watching this. Uh, I fully believe we were inside ten seconds. I think we were at eight or seven. They were counting down. Yeah, it might I, have been to five. I think Seller Shy, who just took over, this has been part of the story. Interestingly enough, Seller Shy just took over for Lance Barrow, and has to make this decision inside the ten count. Jim Nance is saying goodbye. Somewhere inside the ten count. You see the PGA Tour official come up to John Rahm, who has just taken a six-shot lead. Earlier in the day, he made a hole-in-one as he was finishing the second round. It was a pretty good day for John Rahm. Pretty solid day. I think he shot four under on the back, six under on Something the back. Something like that. Ridiculous. Can't find it anymore because he's not on the scoring. No, it just says WD now. The official walks up to Rahm. He hasn't even gotten – he's not gotten 20 yards off the green yet. He's coming up the hill, that wonderful hill that they have to put spectators on behind the green at Muirfield Village. And and the official tells Rom something and you can hear you could just see Rom double over. Yeah, literally fell to his knees in what looked like complete anguish. Yeah, he didn't get to his knees, did he? I thought he just bent bent over. He got pretty close to his knees. Okay. So so somebody just said something to him that has devastated John Rom. Now, you're, you're producing the show. Jim Nance is hosting the show. We're, we're inside 10 seconds of going off the air, and the whole world has just seen that picture that you've shown them. The plan was to just show him walk, walking him up the hill. And, you know, that's where you would shake hands with Jack Nicholas, but Nicholas was back in the tower. So that was the plan. But now you've just shown this. We can't sign off now. No. At 5, we've decided that we're going to stay on the air. But at- we have no idea what has been conveyed to cause this anguish in John Rahm at this right. point. And neither does CBS. We have to stay. We can't leave this. The whole world has just seen John Rahm receive devastating news. The golf tournament is over for the day, but we cannot leave this. And that's a that's a news decision. That's a journalist decision. Journalist? Thank you, Derek. <laughs> that was half-hearted. Ollie, we're going to have to teach you that. I'm going to have to get on the timing on that one. But they make that decision. And it's clearly the right decision. And as we would learn later, uh, and as CBS would learn over the subsequent 10 minutes that they stayed on the air, it's probably better news than they could have imagined. John Rahm was informed that he had failed, not just the one, but the the B sample had also failed on his COVID test. He knew that he was in the protocol. He knew that he'd been testing all week. It wasn't a story we didn't know, but he knew. So it was just something that John Rahm was hoping wouldn't happen that was then happening. And that's what he was getting the news. Yeah, and Nick Faldo said, I think what everybody watching live was feeling when 
CBS finally reported through Dottie Pepper that that it was a COVID failed test. It seemed like it could have been much worse than that. You oh, didn't yeah. know if there was a loss in the family. You know he's a, a new father. Um, you didn't know if something had happened. I mean, it was that much anguish and disappointment and devastation on his face that you felt that this was this was going to be very bad news. Derek Thomas, what did you think when you saw it? Uh, yeah, it's the same. It's um, You stop thinking about golf for a second. It's like, you know, you know, telling him something about his family is the first thing you think. But then, because we had no idea. It's come out now that he, you know, was aware that he had been in contact with someone who had COVID-19. But obviously, you know, we didn't know that at the time. So, yeah, it was just confusing and kind of upsetting. Yes. So and, and so here's what happened. The the full story is that John Rahm was deemed to be a close contact of somebody at the beginning of the week. So the PGA Tours protocols, which have been lauded as the best in all of sports for the last year and a half, and, and they've updated them several times along the way, but they said, all right, if you're in close contact, here's what we're going to do. We're going to test you every day as opposed to at the beginning of the week. Uh, CBS's own protocols, by the way, are to test every four days. And the tour just updated. Had you been vaccinated, uh, no more testing. So they, they've kind of they've done the best they can given the pretty clearly sketchy information we've gotten as a, as a citizenship of this world over the last year and a half. They've done the best they can to keep up. Their program's been uh, been the one that the sports world has said, "Hey, let's be that." So John Rahm had to be tested every day. So he gets tested Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Negative, negative, negative. Positive. All well, it was it was all negatives until the Saturday morning one because the the Friday round didn't finish until Saturday morning. So Correct. there's this there's this weird little hiccup in the timeline now. Your uh, your 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 Saturday test didn't happen until after the second round finished on Saturday. So he goes and he gets tested and gets a positive, and yeah. the positive comes back at four thirty in the afternoon. All right. So as you said. Now, is this is this illogical? If you were with somebody on Monday that that had something, could it take till Saturday for you to get it? Sure, that makes perfect sense. And still, I think it's important to note has not shown symptoms of any kind. So it's not like some people have shown up for PGA Tour events, had a sniffle, flu-like symptoms. They've been removed. No symptoms being shown by John. Ryan. He looked right. pretty healthy yesterday. I would say. Uh, you know, he's, yeah, shoot thirty on the back. That's pretty destroying healthy. Destroying this PGA Tour team, and, and asymptomatic has been one of the big buzzwords, and that's been one of the big, you know, criteria for these protocols that they're based on. John Rom very clearly asymptomatic. Fails the first test because he's still asymptomatic. Uh, they they go to the B sample. Correct. Now. You've dealt with this. I've not dealt with this. If you were a cycling fan, you've seen this. The B sample is just the same thing they did. He didn't stick another thing up his nose. He's still out on the golf course. They just went and ran it again. Or they took the other part of the they don't, The other they part don't, of the sample. So they they don't, and they don't stick the swab up your nose twice. They stick one end of that Q-tip up your nose. I've been through it. I've had this exact same thing happen to me by the same people. Yeah, but they separate into two different sets. They separate into two. Things. But it's the same swab. Then went up the same nostril and to at your the point, same if time. it was cycling, it would be the same vial of blood. They don't take two different vials. They just break up the original vial into two samples. All right. So so that one, so now, now at 4.30, we know, and it, it, ostensibly they told him at 4.30, based on this reaction and the fact that he says not again, not it seems again, like yeah. he was informed, and, and which I would want to know. Sure. Because hey, you've been doing it all week. This wasn't news to John Rahm that he was in danger. He'd been testing every day 
all week. So every day, and, and how that works is you get the, you get the little uh, dashboard on your phone. You get an email that says there's been an update, and you have to go to your dashboard and go look at it to see if you passed. The email doesn't say you passed. You have to go load it up on your phone. Correct. I'm, I have that dashboard on my phone. So he's been doing this all week. Now, he's not going to do it at 4.30. He's not going to pull out his phone, go to the dashboard, so they come and tell him, hey, you missed. What now? Well, we're going to run the B sample. Okay. Hour and a half later, that takes another hour and a half to run the B sample. Six o'clock, he happens to be finished. Correct. Right then. Because the protocols say, all right, well, if you fail the B sample, you got to go. Yeah, immediately take you off the golf course, limit the risk to anybody else. So he's gone. Six-shot lead. No chance to retest because the PGA Tour now leans on the CDC guidelines, which seems like a pretty good idea, which is symptomatic. You've got to get two tests separated by 24 hours. So he, I'm sure, did what or would have done what all of us would have done, which is zip out to the CVS and go get yourself another test. The problem is you're doing that at 6.30 p.m., and you got to wait 24 more hours, 6.30 p.m. today. The golf tournament's going to be over with. You're not going to be able to get that second second test. Yes, incredibly unfortunate. Um, I will say, based on the reaction and where your mind kind of went, as Derek alluded to, to family, to friends, is there something devastating that happened? Not the worst news that could have come out of it, but, but certainly a guy that was playing some incredible golf, looked like he was going to run away with the championship on Sunday, uh, become one of the few back-to-back winners of the Memorial Tournament, and unfortunately got some really bad news leaving 18, which for a place that he ostensibly loves and performs really well at, he gets a lot of bad news walking off the 18th green. Had a penalty a couple years ago. Won the tournament last year. And that was when he got the penalty was last year. That was still last won. year. Still won. Because he was leading by three, and I think he had to take a two-shot penalty, or he was leading by two, had to take a one-shot penalty. So back-to-back years, he said pretty bad news leaving the 18th green. Yeah, our last hole was uh, 16. So I left after 16 <laughs> there you last go. year. I was in the car by the time he got to 18. Uh, so, now, the the political side of this was going before he even got all the way up the hill. Certainly. So, uh, there's a report out there, you know, there's a report out there that he actually has been vaccinated, but he hasn't, it hadn't been, it was, was not 14 days ago or 10 days ago or whatever the number is right now. Uh, that number's changed and it's going to change again. So, yeah. he, he, hasn't, he hasn't gotten through the waiting period. Because the PGA Tour's protocols, which are published, would have said, hey, close contacts, if you've been fully vaccinated, you don't get tested every day. So there are folks that can't wait to scream at John Rahm, well, if you'd just gotten vaccinated, this wouldn't have happened. Well, he got vaccinated, according to some reports, but it just hasn't been enough time yet. So we're sitting here in the gray area. Well, we don't even know if he's really positive at this point. To your I mean, exactly what you said. What all of us are going to do is we're going to go to CVS and we're going to get another test. It could certainly be a false positive from the sample, and and he might be negative. So I think all this conjecture and all this criticism that's going to come out on the tour of, you know, what was once lauded as a great policy is now going to be, you know, tried to be torn down. Um, how they handled reaching out to him in 18 is already being criticized. They should have waited and you know told him later. Um, I think all that stuff's going to hit the fan, but we, we should talk about what we know, and what we know is the sample failed. 
and that's it. And he's withdrawn. He knew what the potential for it was when he teed off um, to start the day. This isn't a shock to him. Um, to your point, the protocols are are all published. Um, and I think it's just an unfortunate situation. I think that's well said. Fourth time. PGA Tour has been doing this for a year and a half. It's the fourth time that you've had a, uh, had a positive test come up during competition. First time that it happened with an asymptomatic person. The other three guys just felt something and came in and said, hey, I don't feel so good. Let's do another test. And they pulled him out. John Rahm obviously felt great, clearly. Scored great, felt great, looked great. Uh, we know why he was he was being tested because of a close contact. And so. BK with these other, we've had these other positive tests, but the 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 guy that tested positive wasn't winning the Memorial by six shots. So it's yeah, it's f- gotten well, a lot more attention, obviously as it right. probably should. Three other times where it's happened during the course of a tournament, and that's 150 players a week, every week, and we've been doing it for a year and a half. So it's been a lot. That, that's why this policy has been has been lauded by everybody because we've been doing 150 a week for a year and a half and this is the fourth yeah i think to derek's point the timing of it um the situation is going to make it more newsworthy than you know a pro showing up on wednesday and not feeling well and doing a test and not competing in the field so it'll get um probably more recognition and attention than it deserves but it certainly will get every amount that it deserves this week so the whole world's talking about it much like most of the other social issues the whole world doesn't have enough information to be formulating the opinions they're formulating but that's what twitter's for uh even to the point where what what does the money say because that's always a good question most of the sports books paying off are paying john rom as a winner wow really Yes. What does the money say? Follow the money. They're paying the guy that had the six-shot, 54-hole lead as a winner. Now, what does that tell you? tells you they didn't get a lot of John Rahm bets. That's probably true. That is probably true. This is a very, very cheap PR stunt. There's not a, nobody put $20 million on John Rahm to win this week. They're not paying that bet off at 10 to 1. But they're still going to pay if, if Cantley comes and wins today. The people that bet on Cantley are going to win. So They're going to pay two winners. So it's going to cost them. Yep. Well, let but me, to your point, probably not going to cost them yes. as much as if they would have said Tiger Woods or Roy McIlroy wins the tournament. That's correct. And when we're talking about health, uh, maybe money isn't the most important thing, but um, do we have to talk about the one point what six or $7 million that John Rahm is going to lose because of this? Uh, right. He's going to lose. Well, it, it's not. It's, it's going to be one point something for the win. Just just over a million for the win oh, okay, is what sorry. he's going to lose. Yeah, and it's the same thing he won. No, it's a good question. And look, we just spent 20 minutes talking about health. And he so, doesn't get to shake Jack's hand. We could talk about money for a minute. You're, you're fine. Don't apologize. No, he that. can't shake Jack's hand. Although Jack would shake his hand because Jack has it. Jack is convinced he has the antibodies. Jack was very open about that last year. Yep. I was so just Jack saying he doesn't he doesn't get to the ritual of winning the tournament and then you go shake Jack's hand. And, right, yeah. right. No FedEx Cup points, I would assume. Good call, I would think. Uh, he made the cut. So forgive me for not knowing that. You make the cut. There's a difference between what WDing before the cut and, and WDing last, after the cut. Yeah. yeah, I think he gets last place. FedEx Cup points. Yeah. Well, still a lot fewer than he would have gotten today. Yes. <laughs> because, because I'm sure many out there have ridiculed our uh, PGA Championship prediction of Brooks Kepko winning by five. Yes. But I'm pretty sure John Rahm would have won today. Going away. It's only happened a handful of times that somebody lost a six-shot lead. Shot, uh, shot. The seven-shot lead has never been lost 
and this guy won here last year. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah. And that's why the sports books uh, are paying off. Well, good for them. Yeah. Not all of them, but uh, William Hill's one of them that is. DraftKings is. Uh, they're all sending me messages because they all want the publicity. Same. <laughs> Well, talking about major championships, we've got uh, another major championship this weekend out at the beautiful Olympic Club in San Francisco. Yes, we're going to talk about the U.S. Women's Open when we come back. Plus, Neil Freeman is here. He is sitting at his table. That's the Freeman table. We are live at Fairway Social. We are in the middle of downtown Alphabeta Superetta. Come on out and see us. The Maxwell House. We're at the Maxwell House. We are. We are at the Maxwell uh, Derek Thomas, Ali Dean, I'm Brian Katrick. It's the Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. And it's always Tiger or, or uh, Bryson. Bryson or Tiger. It's always Tiger or Bryson. It's not. It's neither one of them. We got it. We got the Bryson story. We're going to get to that. Matter of fact, we got to get Derek Thomas to go to uh, to Brooks Kepka's Instagram page and get that message. We should tell him ah. during a commercial break to go to Brooks Kepka's Instagram page. Let's talk get, about it during the break. Yes, we'll talk about it during the break. But uh, who's driving this week? I'm leaving later today to go up to Greenville, South Carolina. It's the BMW Charity Pro-Am. This is the Corn Ferry Tours. It's, it's their Pebble Beach. It is. And I'm getting to play as a celebrity. I put my fingers up. I put it in air quotes. And one of the things we're doing, so... So Sterling Sharp is one of the guys. You know Sterling. A.J. Pruszynski, Michael Pena, Ken Griffey Jr., Brian Baumgartner from The Office, Andy Buckley, who was the boss. He was David Wallace from The Office. Okay. Uh, he's going to be in this. Um, Roger Clemens is in this. Scotty McCreary's in it. Uh, but I, I'm one of those guys because they were scraping the bottom of the barrel. Uh, so we're going to play. Then there's going to be a golf trophy. But there's also, on Wednesday, there's a celebrity driving competition. Oh, what are the odds? i got to get some money down. I don't Is DraftKings booking this? I am driving a BMW on the BMW track against those people. And I'm sure there's some good drivers amongst those people. But ain't none of them bringing their own fire suit. And I am. Mm, yeah. But yeah, my money's on you. Yes. Yes. That's who's driving. Me. I'm driving. Brought to you by Ray Judice. We should have called Ray Judice and had Ray Judice as the Ray Judice interview of the month to find out if John Rahm is in an actionable position here. Against whom? I don't know. Hmm. You wouldn't want to sue the tour. That's bad form. Clearly not yeah. suing the memorial. They had nothing to do with this. No. It's one of the few times I'm not going to blame Jack Nicholas for something. He didn't do anything wrong here. Hmm. 
So what if he went to CBS today? This is all hypothetical. I don't know that it's CBS, but all right. But he tests negative. Yes. Can he go to Derek's point and sue someone for that $1.1 million that he left on the table if he gets a, a negative test result? Is the CDC Ooh. in an actionable position because the tour is following their protocols? Are they are they responsible? No, I don't think any, anybody's responsible. It's just bad luck. It's definitely bad luck. And, and you know, we're just bringing this up from a goofy, fringy sports p- position. Yeah. You know every other attorney in the world has thought about this. The CDC can't, can't be sued? I, I don't think the CDC could be sued because they're simply giving guidance, not mandates. The mandates actually came from the policy of the PGA Tour. All right, so that, so that goes back to the tour. And Rom could sue the tour for a number of reasons. We've seen players do that before. Well, we've heard of players doing that before. Have we ever actually seen that happen yeah, well, before? We're pretty clear that Vijay Singh sued him. Are we sure about that? We're pretty clear. All right. I mean, he had attorneys speaking, and uh, we don't know how it ended. How did we that ne- turn out? Yeah, we never hear how they end. <laughs> and I don't think Rom is in that position. That's what I was going to say. You, you can sue anybody for just about anything. It doesn't mean anything's going to happen. Yeah, and and I just don't. There are certain people that would probably think about bringing litigation. I don't. I don't think Rom's one of them. No, and, I, and I'm. I'm just saying, in the litigious society that we're at, this this is just one thing. Hey, it seems like maybe somebody's getting done wrong here. We're all in yeah. agreement. This is a bad break. Somebody's is, getting yeah. a rough go. Well, everywhere else in the world, if somebody gets a rough go, somebody sues somebody. I'm sure his representatives are being contacted by attorneys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that's happening. Ray Judice could have sorted this out in like one minute. He could. No, it's not actionable. Yeah. We need to make him the interview of the month one time. <laughs> I don't know how that would be. I don't know. U.S. Women's Open, the Olympic Club. I'm going to throw out some numbers to you. Okay. Tell me what you think these mean. Okay. 19. 19? 17. 17. 25. Yes. 26. 26. I know what those numbers are. Mm. And I didn't, t- I didn't look at your notes. I didn't take your notes. Those are the ages of the people that are leading this golf tournament. There is a youth movement going on out in California right now at this week's major championship. The top four players on the leaderboard average under 22 years of age. And Lexi's the old one. Now I'm looking at your notes. She's ancient at 26. Ancient yes. at 26. Oh, yeah. How about her round yesterday? Minus five. One of only two players in the top ten to shoot under par at all yesterday. And she moved up like 20 spots to take the lead. Yeah. Too old. She's too old, Derek. 26 is over the 26. hill. Derek Thomas, how old are you? I am 35. 35? You never oh, ask a lady his age. Uh, he's he's a young 35. He is a young 35. I would have thought that you and Lexi were, uh, were compatible age-wise, Derek. I'd have put you at 27-ish, 28-ish. I hope my girlfriend's not listening. We could probably work something out. Uh, <laughs> All right. I didn't realize you had a girlfriend either. Maybe we have to have some more staff get yeah, together. We need to spend some time together, obviously. <laughs> I was going to set you up with Lexi, which I also can't do. So uh, don't sweat it. But, uh, yeah, Lexi uh, Mega Gane, who is Great story. Uh, still in high school. Junior, 17 years old. Um, first came to prominence of the drive, chip, and putt. I think she's won it twice. I don't know if she's won it twice. Maybe she's won it twice. I mean, if we've got fact checkers out there, they can fact check me. But I'm going with she's won it twice. You know what? You go look it up. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You're not a journalist. (laughs) Journalist? Yes! We nailed it. Great job, Ollie. (laughs) It's his second time. He's a Uh, quick learner, BK. He's picking it right up. 
Well, and then Sasso's only 19, and she's the one that's modeled her swing off of Rory's, I guess, old swing, not his new swing. Not the round one that's hitting it left all the time. Yeah, hopefully the one that won a bunch of majors. Yeah, hopefully that one. Yeah, I just love seeing it at the Olympic Club. Uh, Interesting, just quick personal side note, because it's always about me. So I'm going to work the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines here in a couple weeks. That is the same group, USGA running. You know, the, this is the U.S. Open instead of the U.S. Women's Open, but it's in the same state. They're eh. they're parking. <laughs> <what's>, <laughs> they're parking. I don't, know, I don't know. Is Southern California really part of the same state as Northern California? They may say no. Yeah. They uh, they're parking this week on the ocean course. This is they're playing the golf tournament on the lake course. They're Correct. parking on the ocean course. We had their superintendent on because they're not because of their COVID protocols. No shuttles. So everybody gets to park your own car, and you're parking on the golf course. And the superintendent's like, ah, if it's going to cost us a little extra grass seed so everybody's safe, okay. All right, that's a great attitude. Well, they got two courses next week at Torrey Pines. North and south. you telling me I don't have to drive a sh- or get in a shuttle? you telling me I'm going to get to park over there? I don't know. That's a big deal to me. You would think that parking when you're working in the business is not that big a deal. It's a bigger deal than it ever should be. It is one of the most important things. Especially You get me. so jaded that literally people have said, hey, do you want tickets to the Falcons game? And I'm like, does it come with a parking pass? Right. I'm not going. I'm not going if I don't have a parking I got to walk? Yeah. Take Spoil. A, take Even hearing me say that makes me feel entitled and petty. And and, uh, and we haven't even started talking about Brooks and Bryson yet. It, it is what it is. Derek Thomas, are you uh, spoiled yet? Jaded. No, I was just going to, yeah, Ollie sounded really spoiled. But no, yeah, I, working in the media, if I don't have a parking pass or like free access, it, it's such a hassle. Yeah, I mean, so we are a little spoiled. That said, I mean, at the U.S. Open, no, nobody cry for me because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love my gig. I definitely love the job. I'm going to be working, you know, seven, eight hours on the air, which puts you at the property for 10 hours. The last thing you want to do, because here's the other thing, they always run the shuttles at the top and bottom of the hour. So we'll get off the air. At- Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 7 p.m., 7.30, whatever. We're always off the air at the top and bottom of the hour, which means you miss the shuttle by about a minute and a half, and you got to stand there. You make friends with the people in the ticketing and registration. I'm you get that, that You see that happening, pass. Ollie? Yeah, it's probably it happens happen. all the time. But you got to get that official pass. I remember I had the official pass when I worked in sports car racing. Yeah. Got to park right in the pits. Get in your car, drive home. Get yeah. the official pass. Yeah. So, uh, tell you what, let's step aside. We'll make a little room. We'll chat with Neil Freeman when we come back. And then we'll get to the bottom of the uh, what we thought we were going to spend the whole hour talking about. Brooks versus Bryson. I feel like Brooks may have gotten himself fined. We're never going to know. Not going to happen. We'll talk about why not. Yes. If you missed it, we'll tell you about it, and we'll hear from Brooksy right after this. We're live at Fairway Social in Alpharetta. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. 
you hit the links. Start your morning with the golf show. Now back to Brian Katrick and Ali Dean on Atlanta's Golf Station, The Fan. I'll rewind things down here from Fairway Social. Cloud cover. Doesn't matter if the clouds roll in today because they've got simulators in here. You can play inside. You can play football. You can play soccer. You can play rugby. Yes. Where's Neil Freeman? we got to find out about this golf croquet thing he's got also sheltered. If it rains, and if it doesn't rain, then have at it. Have a blast. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, Brooks Kepka bryson debacle, which we thought... Uh, debacle? Oh, it, was, uh, it was an ordeal. Very ordeal? This is entertainment. It's very entertaining. Let's it is to, incredibly entertaining. Try to go back, tell the story in order, all right? so <laughs> Okay, so, before you do this, yes, I wanted to set the table. So okay. I went back on the Brooks Bryson timeline all the way back to January of 2019. Well, that's what we're trying to do. It is literally well, two pages of notes. Okay. We don't have time to go through all this. Go, go the fa- going fast forward. Uh, it all started with slow play in 2019, a couple barbs back and forth, um, culminated with Eamon Lynch reporting that, and probably exaggerating, that Bryson came up to Brooks's caddy and said, tell your boss if he wants to say something, say it to my face. It seemed much ado about nothing. They had a conversation, actually one on Michael Collins' broadcast, kind of joked about them getting in a fight. Seemed like things had died down until Bryson made some... Pat Perez's radio show, by the way. Sorry, I thought they were partners on uh, that show. Well, one of them doesn't show up very often. Go ahead. Um, and then it fired up again in January of 2020. We're on Twitch while Bryson was playing Dungeons and Dragons or something. Said, I don't know if it's his genetics that make him look good. Talking about Brooks Kepka, the body issue. He didn't have any abs. I can tell you that I've got some abs, which Brooks responded with four major championship trophies and said, you're right. I'm too short of a six pack. <laughs> so that's the background. All right, that gets us at least to the PGA Championship. We talked about the interview. Brooks is standing there doing a post-round interview on Friday. Bryson's crunching behind him on the cart path. Brooks stops his train of thought, says, I lost my train of thought. That clip leaks out. We talked about that. That brought us up to about two weeks ago, and that brings us to this week. Brooks is not playing, but... His presence is still being felt in Dublin, Ohio. So one of the clips that came out around the PGA Championship time was... Bryson in a practice round with somebody saying, you know, encouraging him, but they were referring to him as Brooksy. And it could have just been because that person was drunk and literally thought he was watching Brooks Kepka and just got the two of them confused. Yes, did not say it during his swing, was not distracting. Bryson had crunched a a ball in a practice round wearing shorts, and uh, somebody said, way to go, Brooksy, and Bryson turned around, snap turn, whoever said that needs to get out of here. Yeah, needs needs to leave, and uh, because he's calling me me by the wrong name. So that brings us to Friday at the the Memorial just a couple days ago. Uh, Bryson doesn't like to be called Brooksy. That message got to some of the unruly golf fans. Uh, Apparently, most of the day, there were fans yelling to Bryson, calling him Brooksy all day long. Now, Twitter reported, and this was just people on the Twitter, reported that Bryson was having people thrown out for calling him Brooksy. Yeah, I think the only media source I saw cited was a Sandusky paper uh, up in Ohio cited that he and his caddy were pointing people out to security and they were being escorted off the property. However, Bryson afterwards says that didn't happen. Denies it. Yes. Said, hey, as a matter of fact, I took it as a compliment. I didn't have anybody thrown out. I think out. he said flattering 22 times. Is that right? <laughs> I might be exaggerating. So but it was a lot. 
The PGA Tour puts out a statement that's kind of in between, saying, yes, Bryson did report to us that there were people yelling things and security, you know, looked into the situation or handled the situation. And that was that. So the PGA Tour, you know, says something happened. Bryson didn't really indicate anything happened. Whatever it was, he referred to it as flattering. They were calling him Brooksy. Well, Brooks Kepka, who has never once called himself Brooksy, he now has. He weighs in. Here was Brooks Kepka's Instagram post from later in the evening on Friday night with a big fake smile on his face. Oh, I think that's a sincere smile. Brooksy. How could you say that's fake? Let his voice maybe a, be maybe known. a wry smile might be. I would go with this a wry. all said with a wry Not smile. Not fake. Here. All right. Let's hear it. What's up, guys? It's Brooksy. Just wanted to say, hey, thank you guys for the support. I heard a bunch of you were shouting my name at the golf tournament today. I know I'm not playing, but thank you guys for showing support. And if your time was, I don't know, say cut short at the golf tournament today, uh, DM Michelob Ultra, and we're going to be giving out 50 cases of beer to the first 50 people um, in case their time was cut short, had any trouble at the tournament. But just as a thank you for showing support. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Brooksy. <laughs> hey, guys. Brooksy. Oh. All of a sudden, he's a morning show host. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say this about Brooksy. Um, not only is he one of the greatest golfers on the planet today, but he is absolutely a genius at working social media. Oh, and that was perfectly awkward. Oh, you know, yeah. you need to read that. If this is a Saturday Night Live skit, it has to look a little awkward. Well, that's perfect. You know, Brooks isn't going to look like Peter Jennings up there reading this the Sunday evening news anyway. So it looked a little awkward. I heard you guys were saying my name. I'm not there this week, but I do appreciate the support. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So giving away free beer to anyone who got thrown out of the memorial for calling Bryson Brooksy. No, no, that's not what he said. That's not what he said, what but he that said is absolutely was, what he said was, anybody meant. that got kicked out for saying my name and showing support of Brooksy, I'll give you a case. Not I'll give you a case of beer. Michelob will give you a case of beer. Yes. To- uh, 50. The first 50. The yeah, first Only 50. All right. So let me tell you how Bryson's attorney looks at this. You just offered free beer to heckle my client. That's not what he did. That's that's almost what he did. He was compensating he them with beer for heckling his. Yes. <laughs> yes, that I will agree with. But he was not in any way encouraging yes. future the exchange has already been made. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say the next hundred people that call me tomorrow after you go out and harass my my feud e or feuder, then you know call back in and 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 once again everybody overreacted thinking that there was going to be tons of people harassing Bryson. On Saturday, did not happen. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen. Bryson shot 73 yesterday. And the fans were very similar to how they've been all week by all reports. Yeah, I I didn't see any reports that it was happening again. And, again, those reports were sketchy and and maybe actually not even right, the fact that folks were getting thrown out on on Friday for it. Well, I think if it would have been unruly, the Damon – or the – the lynches of the world, the other correspondents would have certainly, you know, jumped on that story that Brooks had lit some fire under the fans and and uh, caused the the rabble to unduly bully yeah. Bryson around the golf course. So, very entertaining. Incredibly entertaining. But here's the bad part about it. 
Uh, look, this is sophomoric. This is uh, it's childish. It's petty. It's it's wonderfully entertaining. And to be fair, there's been back and forth. I mean, you know, Bryson has responded with a picture of his face inside the head of Brooks Kepka with the song "I'm Living Rent Free." So it's been entertaining on both sides. But all good things are going to come to an end, and it looks like this might be nearing the end because. Bryson has gone to the teacher and uh, his representatives have contacted the PGA Tour office about this and uh, they have told on Brooksy. Have they? Yeah. I didn't see that they had. Nope, it's been escalated to the tour office. Uh, Bryson said that his representatives have reached out to figure out how uh, professional golfers should act and then went on to say that uh, he has tried to take the high road through all this and he has no issue. Um, I think he said flattering another 10 times. Uh, but apparently, with not having an issue, he still he went to the teacher and told S- on Brooks. Somebody, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about the issue we don't actually have. Yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm with Bryson on that. As, as entertaining as this is, it, you know, if, if you're Brooks Kepka, you can't have your fans go out there and heckle that guy. You're supposed to just go beat him with your clubs. Now I gotta, now, now you got to beat him with your clubs, and i got to send my goons over there to yell my name at him. But no goons went out. All he did was reward people for saying his name on Friday. He did not encourage anyone to go out and do it on Saturday. And by all accounts, it didn't happen on Saturday. Here's what you need to do. You need to go out and yell fairway social. No. That, you yeah, that would that. be good. Yeah. But hey, after the well. Right. It's after the well. Exactly. It's, so let's go, to, let's go to 16. Fairway social. Fairway social. Well, I think it's been incredibly entertaining. Great job, Derek. (laughs) I don't think that Bryson has taken the high road. I don't think you talk about somebody's body from the ESPN body issue and and consider that the high road and say he's got no abs, and I do. Um, I think they've both been petty and childish, and, you know, unfortunately, Bryson went to the teacher, told on him. Neil Freeman's got a headset on here, the uh, the man in charge at Fairway Social. Uh, Ali Dean has dropped the Fairway Social ball marker like 17 times i have you have a lot of fairway social golf merchandise here and thank your you golf shop i like it yeah you're on do you not hear I, yourself I, I, i'm good okay <laughs> glad to be here uh yeah we're uh we're almost actually finished for the day also a lot of news in the in the world of golf this yeah, week we had my a, goodness hey this is a great place. i have been vaccinated by the way Okay, good. So, uh, so you can come over here, and you're going to get the finish today. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> uh, great place to watch the the final round of the memorial. Yes, absolutely. And we have the, the Muirfield on the course on our simulators. So, uh, if you want to simulate what they're trying to to do on the on the tour today, please come out and give it a crow. I like that idea for us, also, Ollie. The, uh, the you're gonna you're gonna still be working through your full swing, getting your uh, your left pelvis. In shape, but we could do we could do close-ups. Sure. Also. What sort of simulator game do you have that doesn't require him to use his uh, his left hip? Uh, zombie dodgeball. Uh, zombie dodgeball. Next have cricket. Arm. Those are you would just use your arm. Uh, still learning the rules of cricket, but you uh, you, yeah. you could do that. Uh, baseball throw. So we have a lot of throwing throwing games. You might could do the might could do the lacrosse. Uh, target shooting, but I doubt it. Without with your, you might probably gonna need your hip for that. Yeah. Well, he'll avoid any throwing game because he knows there's nobody to compete with him. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that comes up at my house every once in a while. I'll talk about my golden left arm, mm-hmm. and Henry will be like, "I don't know. We'll take Ollie." <laughs> like Ollie Schmolly. I've got a better arm. It's than you do. only a completion if the guy catches it. Yeah. Do they uh, catch it? They catch yeah. it. 
<laughs> but the football we have is quite good. It's a two-minute warning. You're on about the 20-yard line. You've got to drive your team in and from the 20. Uh, I like it. Yeah, Derek's in for that. Derek's in. I don't know if we're ever going to get Derek here. Well, Neil Freeman, we appreciate your hospitality again. Sorry we talked, took the entire show talking about this golf stuff. <laughs> no, but that's what it's about. It's come on great. out to Fairway Social. Watch the Memorial. Watch the final round of the U.S. Women's Open. Watch Darnell Holland score three more touchdowns in the Spring League. Go Owls! And I'm pretty sure Neil confirmed this, but no one will be kicked out of Fairway Social for saying Brooksy. No, not at all. Yeah. Say Brooksy! Yeah. Have yeah. a great Sunday, everybody. Podcastpark.com is your home for the fans' entire stable of original podcasts. If you're a true Atlanta sports fan, you need to stay connected to shows like Welcome to Madlanta, featuring Atlanta's rich history of sports legends. College football fans will love the Chuck Oliver Show podcast. Two hours of college football talk every day, all year. And baseball fans get to dive into Domino's archive of baseball legends on hardball. Subscribe to all these great shows and so many more anywhere you get your podcasts or stream them free 24-7 at thepodcastpark.com. Presented by Associated Credit Union. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. 